Hello, everyone, and welcome to the most anticipated Gigaboots Podcast Network podcast yet this year. Yes, that's right. We're talking about Quantum Leap 2022. At least the first three episodes. I'm your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob. I'm sorry. Chris Wolfhart. I'm also sorry. And Dr. I almost said, oh, aggro. <laughs> uh, I don't have that part of my brain that does that, so I'm pretty cool. What, empathy? Yes. Yeah. And I am here to talk to you about a thing I've labeled my notes for as Quantum Leap Spoiler Cast Slash Review Part 1. I think that's like malicious intent that I put that at the end there. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but that's right. We checked out the first three episodes. Four were available. Bob and I actually did watch the fourth episode. Uh, how many episodes did you two watch? We'll start with Agra. Uh, I also watched the fourth episode. Okay. And Chris. I only watched three. No, that's understandable. But we're here. We're excited to talk about it in true spoiler cast fashion. We're going to open this up with a summarable, guttural sound and a couple sentences about how we each feel. Then we're going to talk about it in a little bit more detail. And then at the end, we're going to give you a number score and a more slightly built out review from each of us. Let's go ahead and start with... Chris Wolfhart. Uh, I liked lots of things about this, but it's like this weird unholy fusion between a really bad streaming show and an, and like a normal TV show on television. Uh, so I'm going to give it a, huh? Dr. Agro. Uh, there are sections of this show that seem like someone trained one of those art theft AIs to write it <laughs> uh, and also set design it. But, you know, it was like... All right, so I'm going to give it a... Huh? Hmm. Bob. Um, <laughs> it was a ch television show, about 40 <laughs> minutes per episode. I think half the episodes were set in modern day and the other in the past. That was confusing. Yeah, I'm going to give it a... Uh, Quantum Leap 2022 uh, went better than expected. Uh, there sure is an entire chunk of this that is uh, future timeline stuff as opposed to the past adventures of our cool time-traveling scientist. I'm going to give this a... Uh, huh. But yeah, really, to start the discussion, uh, I expected this to go to far worse. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is a fairly serviceable show. I, I think with a chainsaw and uh, some better writing, uh, it could be it could be some pretty solid television. <laughs> it like I, I said about the original Quantum Leap that it is incredibly TV core, mm -hmm. and that spirit lives on. Yes, it but it's does. morphed over time into a very different idea of yeah, TV. There's core. a lot more CSI in yeah. this show now. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much CSI. This uh, is absolutely how computers work. <laughs> Not only that, we have the lab team we must cut to because we always have access to the lab set. So we can save some real money to have everyone come up and be like, hey, yeah. sorry I snapped earlier. <laughs> I, I am a huge sucker for cutting to the sci-fi headquarters. It's the kind of thing I love in TV shows. Mm -hmm. But see, here's the thing. When they do that on, like, say, a Star Trek, it's like, well, that's that's the thing we care about. That's the crew. You know, there's the away team, and that's exciting, sure. But there's all sorts of stuff that could be happening in engineering or on the deck. <laughs> Here, it just... It, it, so many times when they cut back, it is complete 
mush for dialogue for writing for motivations yes yeah like there was there's this there's this one scene there is this one scene in the very first episode where um ian wright who is the architect of the quantum leap artificial intelligence who's played by mason alexander park who always does a good job they were grin in netflix cowboy they really need to be in something good soon here's the thing i hear they're in neil gaiman's uh oh my god that's right they are so so that i i went and looked it up after this because i got so upset that they were in another kind of not great show i'm watching (laughs) that i was like please be in something good ever and i hear a lot of good stuff about that haven't seen it but i hear a lot of good stuff about it but the scene where they go out, like they step into the hallway because they need a minute and they have a conversation with Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. That just scene was so fucking bad to me. <laughs> yeah. Where it was, it was like the peak, just have the character speak their emotions directly to the camera with like they're just going down a checklist. Yes, but like it's worse than that because it feels even more so like you're doing that and it's not because you're just a bad writer who thinks that's good content. It's because you're filling for time. Like it genuinely feels like that every time. That's what almost all of the future, like the current time Mm -hmm. stuff feels like. Yeah. Back at leap HQ. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's subtly different than just time padding. Um, and I don't know if this is more cynical or not. <laughs> I feel like the level of writing for broad television audiences has become, or maybe it always was, so directedly low mm-hmm. that you have to put in that level of recap and explanation every other scene. But see, that's the thing. It wasn't always that low because as somebody who owns all of Quantum Leap on Blu-ray, don't judge me. Um that show doesn't have that problem at all. Yeah, um, in fact, right. there's barely any future stuff in that, which is smart. Uh, worth noting now, because it's hy- hyper-relevant to what we're talking about, the original pitch for Quantum Leap was an anthology series. It did not have mm-hmm. the connective tissue that is, you know, Sam Beckett. It's only because networks were terrified of doing anthology series even past, you know, the outer limits and, you know, you, Twilight Zone succeeding. How do you pitch that show of like, I want to, I want to make a TV show about people in random time periods, just sacking up and doing the right thing. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Got a sack up. Boo, do, 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 do. Man, that actually would be really fucking awesome. This intro has like 30 different characters in it just looking at the camera, giving a thumbs up as they fucking man up and do the right thing. Oh, man, that would be even better because like when you do it for the episode of Quantum Leap where it's like I'm being sexually harassed by my boss, she would look at the camera, do the thumbs up and just knock her boss the fuck out. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. I, I, I have to say this thing that's going to sound insane. Okay. And this is purely a me thing. So uh, Addison Augustine, who is Ben's fiance, and, mm-hmm. and she, she's the she's the equivalent of um, Al from the original series where she's the hologram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I can't explain why she made me think this. Mm. But I kept thinking of Nina Struthers from the Devolver Digital 
Oh, yeah, no, I can see it. Uh, it. It would have been so enhanced if Nina Struthers' actor was... <laughs> yeah, imagine if there was an actor in that role. Uh, she, yeah, she's she's not an actor. She's she's an athlete. This is her first role in anything. Oh, that's weird because, uh, yeah, I, I also noticed this is her second role ever. And before that, I think she was production on CBS documentaries. And I was like, okay, okay all, all right. Yeah, her acting is terrible. Um, Kind of weird. Kind of weird that she's one of the two main characters... Her acting is absolutely awful, and I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If anything, like, when I watched the trailer for the show, I was worried about the romantic arc, because that was very upfront in the trailer of, like, she's, you know, they're going to get married, and that's the, the twist. The hologram is now somebody that close, you know, romantically to the main character, and I was also worried going into the first episode about, like, the slow reveal of, you know, he lost his memory just like Sam Beckett did. He's slowly remembering it. When will he remember her? I was worried about those two. And at the end of the day, those two would be perfectly fine if we had an actor in that role of Addison. Because she is terrible. The actual idea there played out in a perfectly fine way to me. How did, how did other people think feel about the, uh, this, this arc they have? The series spanning of our arc of he doesn't remember anything and he's slowly remembering they're romantically involved. I mean, it's it's neat. It it ties into all the future stuff. It gives them something to talk about when we got back to them. <laughs> I I think that stuff's fine. I think almost every single thing on the in the science team timeline mm -hmm. is so fucking boring and and just terrible melodrama. Of it's like I can't. You can't tell him anything. I'm the boss. I say that he might be evil, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I think the only thing We're that gets me through so exhausting. The, those scenes is uh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. Uh, Magic, as he's known in this. Who is supposed to be a character from the original. Uh -huh. Yes, which is incredible, by the way, as a fan of Quantum Leap. I'm like, okay, that's a writing thing I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Of like, he's one of the guys Sam Beckett le leapt into in a Vietnam episode to save him. Yeah, this, this series like goes up a couple of points by not being a reboot, by it being a Next Generation style sequel. Yes, and uh, I when I saw the trailer, I wasn't. I was part of me was like, wait, are, is this a reboot? They pitched it as like this is the important follow up to the Sam Beckett stuff. Very interesting. I I think all of that's really neat, except for Al's daughter, Al Calavici. You know, he oh yeah, the actor passed. Yeah, so they have someone playing his wife who didn't exist in the original series. Which one? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true! <laughs> it could be one of the three earlier ones or whatever. Um, maybe they just went back and... Actually, I guess I guess we don't know that they were married when he died he never made reference or when that show ended they never made reference anyways that's not important what's important is they introduced a new character that is his daughter who's the super genius who is being held back by being kept out of the quantum leap project and you find out why exactly that is in the first four episodes and she is hacking into the mainframe she's accessing all the ip addresses remotely <laughs> there's a moment in the show where they go She's using Ziggy to predict what we'll do next. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of weird. Does it work that way? I mean, okay, I guess might. 
I, I assumed it was using historical data and known values of the past to predict that stuff. I don't know how you're projecting well, accurately into the future. There's always predicting possible outcomes of interference. But that's the thing. You would have to know all of the factors going forward. Yeah, no, Ziggy was always magic. Magic. But there's this moment later where one of them goes, I'm going to look up what it is she's afraid that we'll do. And I'm like, I thought she was just seeing what you would do. What do you mean you're going to... What? what? <laughs> he's he's going to backcrack the algorithms and go through... <laughs> look, like I said, there's a lot of CSI in this show. There's so much CSI. We got an encrypted hard drive that just looks like a USB hub. We got an encrypted thumb drive hidden in the house that that has like the key to figure out why yeah but but then, you have to save it in 3d and then it'll do a full animation yeah. over multiple screens yeah you, you know? need to export it to 3d and then it does triple sli gaming <laughs> <laughs> across three monitors so like you you could fill a bucket and a half with all of the dumb shit in this show but uh-huh. because like you, you said some of these people are terrible actors um <laughs> Within the first five minutes, my brain flipped into you're sitting in a waiting room watching a soap opera mode. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So this show was great. Yeah, I'm like, that's kind of accurate and faithful to Quantum Leap in a way. You know, every single episode had a weird minor romantic arc in it. I was so mad that Park and Hudson weren't in the trailers I saw. Because, like, Hudson shows up. I'm like, what the fuck? And then Park shows up. I'm like, what the fuck? Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Who else is hiding? Going to randomly be in this fucking show? Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, you know who's not going to be in this show? <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't say Dean Stockwell. Scott Bakula. Oh, okay. Scott okay. Bakula is not going to be in this show because he has been like, no, I passed. Which uh, makes me imagine he saw the script and is like, mmm. Oh, that, oh, I didn't need to know that. That means the series is leading to nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's, maybe they'll get him maybe maybe they'll get him for season two like leap into one timeline like the final one on the map and there's just a skeleton there no one can see okay i have to, i have to call them out mm-hmm. uh th- this entire show filmed in like the summer of this year uh-huh uh there's that whole scene there's that there's that scene where they're just like hey look at our timeline map he's slingshotting around different timelines to get to somewhere this sure fucking is like everything everywhere all at once huh we sure filmed this entire show months after that movie came out uh-huh the the best part is like everything everywhere all at once does it so gracefully it's so brilliant and how it synopsizes and conveys that concept this is like so you know how the voyager used the planet gravity so slingshot good. and i'm just like what the fuck this like, doesn't do it draw the other map and superimpose them yeah, yeah now take it back and do it slower it was like the worst version of this was like a star trek enterprise engineering so, scene it's all about being csi yeah <laughs> wait star trek enterprise has engineering scenes that bad not even not oh yeah e- oh no i haven't seen enterprise once you get into voyager enterprise are bad really oh. i'm a big fan of scott bacula it may actually hurt me to watch enterprise yeah inter- inter- i mean enterprise is the first star trek show that was like no you're canceled <sighs> <laughs> you, you don't end you're canceled oh that's rough mm-hmm. that's rough actually i think the original series was also technically canceled yes but, um but but next generation 
Voyager and Deep Space Nine all got like, no, we have like arcs that build over seasons and they resolve and that's the end. <laughs> yeah, like what was it? The end of Voyager where the ending is just like, I think it's Voyager. Yeah, the ending is just her being like, future me you're a cuck <laughs> no 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 it, it's it, it is they get home everything is fine it's 10 years after they got home everybody's happy and has moved on but Janeway goes I didn't win hard enough yes. I'm going to delete this reality and send my past self super advanced weapon plans so she can win even harder what? yeah no it's hilarious there, there is a reason that the running joke among Star Trek fans is that Janeway is a war criminal this is at all costs. This is uh -huh. like this is like Lord of the Rings, but more insane. <laughs> like we need to rewind the clock so I can do that end again. <laughs> and let me be clear, she won. This was not a bad ending. No, no they, it was. It was like it, you won like eight to two, and she's like, "No, I want to win ten to zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one hundred percent what happens there uh i think this the the part of this that's a shame the part of quantum leap 2022 that's a shame is that it does look cheap in a lot of ways that it shouldn't the visual quality of this is pretty pretty rough and I, we've watched a lot of streaming shows See, it looks I, so bad the the space scenes in episode two were delightful <laughs> it was just like put a jpeg of stars behind them so shine a really bright light on their face. I was like, oh, this is spectacular. It makes me think of sliders. Look, this character could be floating if they wanted to. They just don't want to right now. <laughs> <laughs> the space scenes, I feel like there's some excuses there. It'll be like, you don't have the money for it. The driving scenes. The scene. driving scenes. Yeah. The screen screen looks worse than it does in SNL skits from the 90s. <laughs> That's dire. <laughs> This is unacceptable See, levels of bad. It's been so long since I've like watched regular TV that this is just what I remember TV looking like. I keep thinking about watching Quantum Leap on Blu-ray and how yeah. every single thing and it looks 10 times better than one frame of the show. Yeah, no, it's really funny because they actually do continue uh, one of the tropes where it looks worse in the original Quantum Leap using historical footage of a thing mm -hmm. and just having him leap into a historical event and then you just hear, oh boy. <laughs> like over like the grainiest looking footage of a shuttle launch, which this did, except for there's no oh boy. He, he almost said oh shit, but they cut him off. He was like, oh, sh and then they cut away. I was like, oh, okay. No. It is neat that they decided to go outside of the um, lifetime limit. Yeah. I, I. They had to or else there's no show. Right. Here's the yeah. thing. I, when, when it happened, I'm like, why did they do that in the original? Was it a was it a money thing? It was so we could always just go to small towns and film. And then I thought, this show doesn't have much more of a a budget part of me and i did not have time to confirm this part of me is really sure that that limit does not exist in the original series i remember that limit no, yes, it does. It, yes it does that's the entire point i think one time he steps out of that and meets someone who's probably god so <laughs> that whole episode we watched for one of the things with the with the sci-fi show mm -hmm. the whole thing was about how you you can i have a theory that you can time travel but only within your own lifetime and yeah and then, and then Sam Beckett's like, that inspired me. 
yeah, the crazy radio uh, or black and white television guy who explains how time travel should work. Captain <laughs> Galaxy, but, I think. But, Captain Galaxy yeah. or something. But, yeah. but you can't do a time travel show where the furthest you can go back is 1990. What the fuck is that? That's not a show. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> They're like, in 1995, Samuel Beckett stepped into the quantum accelerator. I'm like, wow, you can't just have the timeline be normal and say shit like that. Like, like that, that's a joke. Like that's a joke that would be on like uh, some sketch comedy show where, where it's the quantum leap reboot where it's a black guy. And he's like, I'm not going back further than the nineties. That's real dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, talking more about the positives with the show, the things I enjoy, uh, the main character, that actor's stellar. I really enjoyed his performance. I was very skeptical coming in. Because, you know, I feel like Scott Bakula has a certain charisma and stuff that really works for the show. I think Ben's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he I think he does a really great job. He has like a similar everyman energy to Scott Bakula, I think. He does. Uh, a similar every guy but slightly buffer energy. <laughs> <laughs> he really does pull off that lost physicist thing where he's like, he's very, very smart but has no database to work with. Yes, and they. I think they do that pretty good. I think the original series did not do it as many episodes in a row as this is doing it. Like, it's a little bit better about that but i don't i don't don't know um i i i did kind of roll my eyes and how like they keep giving him superpowers yeah it's like he's the he's your overpowered player character because in the first episode like you speak several languages yeah yep and they keep introducing stuff like that and then and then in episode three it's like you have a photographic memory right i do (laughs) now i don't we constantly, like, I, I believe Agro and I have had very uh, energetic conversations about uh, media and how it portrays smart people. <laughs> and it, it definitely, they're doing it here. They're doing, he is media smart people. He knows several languages, has uh, perfect memory. It's, uh, like, image perfect. So he can he can do a perfect replication of a boxing fight despite them establishing the original boxer's left-handed and you're right-handed. But it's weird that he has an eidetic memory and the very next cut is him failing to remember the sequence of punches. Yep. They're, they they do a lot a lot of that in the show where they, they say something in one scene and the next scene directly counters it and is like, well, that shouldn't have happened. What are you talking about? Like episode one, they're like, we can't send you back in the hollow room until we fix Ziggy. And then she's back in the hollow room and they fix Ziggy a scene later. The editor wasn't paying attention, Bob, please. <laughs> you know how it goes. You need to do current timeline, past timeline, current timeline, past timeline. <laughs> really, it's the writer's fault. <laughs> yes. They lost track of the ball. I feel like it doesn't do a good job of capturing any of the times he jumps into. Like, it always feels like there's one scene where they try a little bit. It's like, okay, for the 70s uh, part, we're going to have one scene where they're wearing silly 70s outfits. And then the rest of it will be locked inside small rooms. I mean, I, I honestly kind of like, I felt that too. And I sort of appreciated it rather than them going the other way, especially in the seventies and eighties, uh-huh. making it a cartoonish parody of the decade. I mean, we definitely get a scene of cartoonish parody uh, once every episode or so. Like in the first episode, it said in 1985. So like you get people handing each other cassettes from their Walkmans while walking down the street right in front of him. <laughs> Certain movies are in the theater. David Bowie music's playing. And it's 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 a lot. I did enjoy all of the Princess Diana's wedding shit. Yeah, no, that fourth episode that actually got me where I was just like, 
He's just going to keep watching that the whole episode. That's the one clip they have to be like, what year is it? Princess Diana. You know, you want to talk about staggering disappointments that shouldn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but totally fucking do. Mm. No theme song. Yeah. No intro. Mm-hmm. No monologue from our main character talking about the importance of his journey. Just something. Just open the episode and be like, Soul Reapers. Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-bum. <laughs> But no, they they don't they don't do that. It just starts. <laughs> I, I you know per episode, I imagine most of them are in the quantum leap lab, aren't even with Ben in the past, because there's so much in there. Yeah, it does feel like it's more than fifty percent is in the pa- in the present day. Uh, another superpower they gave him in episode four. Mm-hmm. He knows how to pick all locks in his. Um, Deconstructed and reconstructed many small devices. Yeah, when he was growing up, he took uh, apart he things and put kids. them back together. Yeah, he, 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 like, like, yeah, you, you were an engineer. You took shit apart. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to stand here and recreate lock picking from first principles. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is I want to see lock picking lawyer review this scene. Right. <laughs> well, they have the correct amount of implements. That's, that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. We didn't make locks for shit. We still don't. That's the whole point of that YouTube channel. <laughs> like, like, Chris, I know you didn't watch episode four. In episode four, because, um, you know, like, we're, we're, we're hitting all the highlights, right? Uh-huh. We, we, we got astronaut. We got boxer. We got, what was what was the first one? Crime story. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So episode four is woman. <laughs> right up until okay. he looks in the mirror and sees, you know, that he is a woman, a hundred. I would have bet you my bone marrow. Yeah, that was a gay bar. Same. Yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what I thought at the end of episode three. I was like, is is he the Stonewall Ryan? Yes, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> like uh, Ziggy says, you got to throw a brick at that cop. <laughs> oh, be brave, be brave, Peacock. They would never be brave enough. No, this is not that show. The moment this sold me as as being a TV core ass TV show was the part in episode two where they go, Ben, you dodged that space debris and it severely damaged the shuttle. And I'm like, I don't think ripping through his body would have lowered the velocity of space debris enough for it not to still do that. Yeah. Yeah. And his dodge is so hilariously like, you filmed this and put this on the air? What? It's like in, in the middle of episode one, when they're at the museum and he, he's dancing with the one criminal, I just, I got the impression like, this feels like a wishbone episode. Yeah. Which, you know, it's not bad. It's, it's a certain specific tier of TV that I really like. Like I said, I watched episode four because episode three ended and I'm like, I'm in the groove now. I'm comfortable. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching what's on. Let's do it. Yeah, that's that's kind of... I was kind of in the mood where I'm just like, okay, now that I've uh, assuaged my fears about the absolute worst things this can be, <laughs> I think I can tolerate watching another episode. And I would have gone further, but we only had four out at the time of this recording. I think they're putting the the streaming service on a week delay, which is messed up because that's pay for. Like, it's not on the free tier of Peacock. You have to do the $5 a month. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to watch ads, it's another additional $5 a month. Yep. This is the most ads I've seen in years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was sure the three same ads over and over. <laughs> did you know Google protects you? Thanks. Did you know Google has a phone? I did. 
So so now that we have a network television reboot of of Quantum, Quantum Leap, Leap yeah. um, can we can we get a a streaming service? Hey, let's try this clickbait. Uh, like, can can we give Spike Lee a Quantum Leap movie? Oh man, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would. Really would. Uh, it, so so is is there any chance, like any chance whatsoever? That where they're going with the secret destination, Ben has not just being Sam Beckett. I mean, that's got to be his plan. I don't know if it's where the show's going to end up. Now, not to be rude, Steen Dockwell, Dean Stockwell's dead. So yes, they can't have him jump into Al's body. Oh God! If they, they did that, could, that, they that could. Would be They'd so only f- have to show him in a mirror once. They could AI composite. <sighs> oh no! Him onto him like they've done in lots of shit before already. <sighs> he looks in the mirror, and instead of it being Dean Stockwell, it's fucking Leia, CG Leia. <laughs> Gross. I, yeah, but uh, I, I assume because of that, they would probably do the jumping into Sam's body or jumping to someone else who's important staff on the Quantum Leap project. I figured it'd be a jump to wherever Sam is stuck and he would be someone else to help him out of the situation. I, I started laughing at the uh, fourth episode edition where it's like, she broke into my house, magic. She broke into my house and Janice stole Al's old computer stuff. She, she's got she's got the Ziggy control panel from before. She's going to also be a hologram probably because she's got her own chamber and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, she's like going to be this series equivalent of the Cro-Mag where she's just going to be like trying to fuck things up while being a hologram and talking to Ben and just be like, say a slur, Ben, ruin this man's (laughs) life. Do it now. She seems to also be on his side. So who the fuck knows? Well, she's on Ben with a memories side. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I find this specific arc to be the worst one because it has the largest amount of clumsy and kind of awful scenes. Or it's just I, like, I also just I also just really hate his Al's daughter. Like I hate that genre of character so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Like she is literally transplant. Like she is literally the um the character she kept reminding me of, like the mortuary in NCIS. Mm-hmm. Where she's like the snarky goth girl. <laughs> yeah. It feels weird to be like a show that originally started as a thin veil to tell uh, an anthology series about these stories and history that are important for their own reasons has now been consumed by the need to have series long arcs in the future. Well, yeah, it's the, it's the lore. That's the important part. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the scene where the daughter is setting up her own shit, like, oh, she she has she has Al's old handheld connection, and I'm yeah. like, okay, see, when 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 the quantum leap thing was was crazy future tech, sure, uh-huh. you're you're telling me she's using a handheld from 1995 to hack into your supercomputer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how she's doing it. That in her treadmill VR room in the background <laughs> that you can see in that shot. I do. And it, it's it's delightful, but not in a way that's ne- necessarily um, wholesome that they show the control panel for the original Ziggy. And it's like weird gelatinous cube control panel that's handheld from the past. And then they show the new one. It's like, hold this LED light. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it, that, I hate that new one, and especially when it shows PNGs of Sam Beckett. <laughs> it's, it's the most creatively bankrupt part of the show of just hold this fucking circle that has an LED light. That's a circle. Sometimes we'll put an image there. Other times we won't. Yeah, other and, times it feels like there really should be because she's right. talking about something. She's looking out on it. And that's that's the thing I was going to mention is like there's not a whole lot of like script difference between a scene where she says some lines about a thing she's looking at and it appears and scenes where she says that looks at it the same way. The shots frame similarly, but nothing pops up. Except for people walk in the foreground in front of them between the camera and them. So that would have been harder. (laughs) (laughs) It should have the after effects image didn't load icon up here above it. (laughs) Media media is not pullable or whatever. Yes, media not found. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really good. Uh, Yeah, so overall, I, I wish this show looked better. I wish it had better writing. I wish I had a larger focus on the history stuff instead of the future stuff. I wish it could cut an action scene to save its life because <laughs> the simplest thing, like I wish you had seen episode four, Chris, but they literally can't even film characters running from one side of a nightclub to another and have it look good at all. I mean, uh, he saw episode three. Yeah. Where yeah. He saw the boxing the fight. <laughs> right, yes, yeah. The car. God, the car cut is like <laughs> the roughest thing. Cause it's just like, Okay, I'm leaving. And he turns like, I don't know, 10 degrees to his right. And in the next cut, he's in the car. He's missing a shot. Yes. It just wasn't put on the shoot schedule. The editor's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. We have to spend this time later listening to Ian saying, sorry, I blew up early. <laughs> that they do it like twice in that one car cut. Or yeah, car shot in too. that one scene. Yeah. 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 They do it fucking twice, yeah, at cause, least. Because his brother has to get out of the car and then in one jump cut is back in the car. Yeah, it's so it's, rough. I don't understand. This genuinely has the to the bones feeling that this is a mass produced product. <laughs> it was not a, a piece of art for anyone involved. <laughs> this is product and it got greenlit and shipped and it is there. Shut the fuck up and watch your fucking Google phone ad. That is really how it feels. There is there is the possibility for them to do one interesting thing, though. Hmm. We uh, presumably I didn't fucking watch old Quantum Leap, so Dan will soon tell me if if this was an element of it. Sure. There was like no future stuff in the original Quantum Leap, right? Basically there, none. There's so little that you could round to zero. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, there's one episode where they do something quirky where a guy uh, leaps into the apparently when he jumps into their body in the original series. In multiple episodes, they say the person whose body he jumped into goes into his body in the future or replace him in the future. That's not how it works in this series, but they use that in the original series as the weirdest fucking plot line of and his gun traveled through time with him Mm -hmm. and he's holding up hostage at Quantum Leap HQ. And I'm like, what? So what were you going to say? So they could they could do something because because we they're like. Here's the picture that changed, and now it's all of them together, and they started the Vietnam vets, you know, PTSD therapy thing. Mm. I need them to do an episode where it's like, oh shit, Ben, you fucked up. Now your fiance is fading out of existence. (laughs) Yeah, they're doing a time travel thing. It'd be weird if they didn't do that. I I did just realize, speaking of that, that callback to the Vietnam episode... 
Because, you know, it, it's always weird that the supercomputer, you know, he's, he's here to set right what once went wrong mm-hmm. by, by whose standards we don't know. That, mm-hmm. that computer made a moral decision. I know. That that squad of American soldiers surviving was better uh-huh. than the Viet Cong or the uh, irregular Vietnamese who were attacking them surviving. Yes. Well, well that's, uh, that's realistic to AI development. <laughs> oh. uh, query withdrawn. <laughs> I like how in episode one, we find out Addison was originally supposed to be the quantum leaper. Mm-hmm. And then in that same scene, we find out that she really shouldn't have been. Because she's like, just call the cops on them. That'll solve the situation. It's like, yeah, but that'll put him in jail. It's basically so better. <laughs> Like, but they survive. That's all that mattered, right? It's like, no. No, you're bad at this. Well, she doesn't have the strong moral compass and sense of diplomatic team leadership that Ben does. And he would have been there at a hologram. It would have been fine. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, also, there's a weird thing where it seems like she's the only one who can hologram to him. She's the only one that does it. Yeah, but there's a point in the episode two where, like, we shouldn't send her in there because... Three. Three. Because she was she would tell or try and persuade him to tell talk more about his past. Mm-hmm. And Wasn't then, that too? Yeah, that, that was, was too. I thought Bob was going to bring up the fainting thing, yeah. where it's just like, oh, I'm bedridden. Next scene, hey, I'm back in. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. But I was <laughs> like, oh, you, like, you were gone for a while. I was resting. Is that how time travel works? You couldn't just like take a day off and then and then put. Come nope. back like a no. Nope. Okay. It's, 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 it's simultaneous at all times, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, Bill and Ted rules. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Bill and Ted rules. <laughs> it's the stupidest. The important movie. thing is that you get to here on time. <laughs> I feel like the Bill and Ted <laughs> rules are smarter than this show. Ben jumps back into the future. And he's like, and that's when we met Plato. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, if you're gonna if you're gonna set right what once went wrong, uh-huh. that's a great place to start. So oh. so really, I guess the point of reference here for for people who've seen it, Bob, uh, Quantum Leap 2022, or Bill and Ted Face the Music. Bill and Ted Face the Music. That's an immaculate movie. <laughs> it is fucking hilarious how each Bill and Ted is better than the prior one. Yeah. Bold. I honestly wait. Have you seen it? Uh, not not the last one, but oh, just okay. saying two over one. Oh yeah, no, it's really, it's really good. I didn't expect it. Yeah, I, I'm trying to imagine this with with the exact production value because you recall Bill and Ted Face the Music. One of the things is like literally everything is green screen and it's bad CGI. <laughs> yes, because we we spent no money on this movie. That would be really funny if they did that all the time instead of just the occasional CG background with bad green screen, like in the space episode. Mm-hmm. They were just like, here I am on a street in the 70s. Entire street of CGI. (laughs) They're just playing that New York scene from Godzilla Final Wars in the background. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I don't appreciate the condescending we have to explain computers and technology to people i don't appreciate the csi energy and how much time it spends in the future but frankly when it does the past stuff and it focuses on ben and stuff it's not as good as the original quantum leap which to be clear to anyone who thinks because i own it all on blu-ray i'm insane and think it's a 10 out of 10 show no that show also has problems (laughs) 
Some of which is it has a good heart, but it's misguided execution <laughs> lands it being actually horrifying sometimes. I think the show actually, I don't know, maybe after a whole season, it'll punch up enough. I do appreciate how the very conceit of the show really does just come off as them saying directly to the audience, we don't know if we get a second season. We don't know, guys. We don't know. <laughs> they're probably they're probably going to, because after the first couple episodes, um, they went, you can have six more episodes in this season. Wow. Hmm. I will say that I think the boxing episode from the original series is vastly better than the boxing episode of this one. I uh, didn't like how in the boxing episode... Could, could, could they cut a fight in the original? <laughs> they could, actually, shockingly. I don't like how in this one they have a romantic thing that's supposed to be a thing that just gets completely ignored it's, for 80 percent of the episode it's so weird that him fucking out of the guy's girlfriend has nothing to do in this story yeah it's just yeah. there yeah i was like oh okay that seemed like they were gonna do the romance is a theme and an, uh, a sort of element of a lot of but not all of the time periods he leaps into uh, that's very different from the original. Then the moment he becomes a woman, the entire episode's about the romance. I'm like, okay. All right. That's fine. I wish you were a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely thought they were going to make that leap. I, I, now I'm starting to think they're nowhere near brave enough at any point. No. Yeah. Bravery. Mm -mm. I feel like that boxing match. Mm-hmm. How is that the plan they came up with? I'm, the, I'm so glad it didn't work. Of, oh, oh, the plan of I'm going to replicate him getting his ass beat, but keeping along relatively well until this one punch he missed. And that would clearly be the magic punch that would end the match. Yeah. Uh, because the writing is really bad in the show. Well, why, why don't you memorize the speed of all his punches and just hit him a thousand times in the first round? Mr. I have a photographic memory. <laughs> Can we have Ziggy simulate this fight? No. <laughs> why, why don't you throw an overhand haymaker on his first jab and eviscerate him? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly how and when he will throw his first punch. Yeah. Yeah, any shown protagonist, this would just be an instant W. <laughs> Well, Ben's not like your average shonen protagonist, Bob. I know this is really mind-blowing. I don't know, man. He seems to have lots of powers. Hmm, that is true. Th this is literally the way... This is literally the way Ippo wins a fight, and his whole thing is that he can barely read. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whenever somebody gets close to him, he throws this one punch always... If I can just survive until that happens, I can counter it. Mm -hmm. I'll just take several blows to the head <laughs> and I'll be fine. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was not that was not great. I should have rewatched the boxing episode of Quantum Leap, the original, before this. So that way I could draw some direct comparisons other than, hey, there's no future timeline. So there sure is a hell of a lot more story. Yeah, it feels like all the past stories are so cut down to like just the bare minimum to have all this future stuff. It, it yeah, sucks. that's really that really sucks because it's like the whole point. The devil's in the details, right? Mm -hmm. You don't just get to go boxing story and then do that and it be like compelling. You need to add additional layers. You need to give us time to get 
really connected with the characters because in the boxing story, we really get time to get connected to a character and it's his brother. Mm-hmm. That's it. We don't get any feel for anyone else. Yeah, I feel like the brother story is pretty well done too. It's just there's nothing else around it. I found the transition to he clearly suffers from PTSD a bit much, but <laughs> not like, oh, how dare they bring up PTSD? But I feel like it didn't really land that for me. Mm. Maybe if they had 20 more minutes to flesh it out, it might have. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, it and that happening simultaneously too. This episode isn't about his girlfriend, who's the girlfriend <laughs> of the other guy in this title match at all. That was a red herring. This episode is just about PTSD. And I'm like, man, this is a transition I didn't expect to make. This like the whole future thing just fe- and the mysteries feel so much like this is a streaming show. It's got to be sequential. Yeah, yeah, of course. You can't, you can't you can't just have this one be episodic. You can't even have it be mostly episodic and have like 5 minutes an episode devoted to building out this mystery. Yeah, it's it's a real shame that in 2022 we can't just go, "Hey, if you write a good show, people will come back." You literally have to write these hooks. I, I don't think you have to. I just think they're convinced you do. You can't control for good show. Yeah, you can't possibly just make a good show. Not reliably. But right. you can have these things mandated in your script. Right. You can mandate that from your screenwriter. So you can track that in a metric, which is better than making good things. Right. In, in the insane dimension. I get that. I get that that's how this happens. It's infuriating. It's frustrating. It sucks. Um, you know, there are only so many more comments that I think need to be said about the show before we wrap, but I do just need to say, and it needs to be this blunt. It is exhausting to me when I look at your show and it looks this bad nonstop. I want to look at a thing that looks like reality. That looks like a person standing in a room like normal. And it looked even halfway decent. I shouldn't be looking at shows that came out 20 years ago and going, man, that looks so much better. It, I, I remember this joke that um, this is from 16 years ago. It's from some podcast from 16 years ago. I don't fucking remember. But the guy was just like, you know, amateur filmmakers, they look around and go, there's, uh, there's a laundromat near here. There's a there's like an office building. There's a parking lot. I can th- those can be the sets of my movie. And we, and that is now too high rent for streaming shows. It yes. has to be you're sealed in the two locations. Yeah, no, that's why all of these things are filmed largely on green screen. Like, the, I'm not gonna blame Marvel for this, but they definitely were the pioneers in. We're just gonna film people on a green screen and put them into the location because we don't have all the actors when we need them, where we need them, and we're not gonna pay enough to guarantee that. Yeah, I think it's just streaming services mean we have to cut slash the fucking budgets in every conceivable way. And like the only I'm sure the only reason there isn't even more of that in this is because it's also airing on TV. Yeah. So the the half of a soul it has is because it's also airing on TV. Moving on from that point, I also want to say the absolute funniest fucking scene. I don't even know if it was intentionally funny. It is up in the air for me. Is in the fourth episode. They have this montage. They're at the train station. Person's going to skip town, right? So they're checking. uh, They're looking around trying to see where they're at. 
even the sequence leading up to this, which isn't an action sequence, is pretty jarringly cut. But they go, okay, let's split up and we're going to look for them. And they cut to one of the weirdest, most slipshod montages I've seen that lasts maybe 12 seconds. And when it ends, he goes, good news, I found her. Bad news, she found me first. <laughs> the bad guy steps up from behind <laughs> Ben's boyfriend in this, in this leap with a gun in his back. And I'm like, that is the funniest shit in the world. And it's only because of how abrupt that montage was and how bad and abrupt everything else has been in this train station. This is so fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, that was pretty unbelievable when it happened. <laughs> to, to go back to the show always looking bad, it's not even just that it's on green screen. It's like something with the cameras or who knows what. Focus not pulled. I don't know. <sighs> Dude, everything just looks kind of blurry and the darks all look weird. Yeah, I wasn't kidding about the soap opera thing. That's That's how it's shot. It's... It's really bizarre, and I, you know, normally I have a lot of theories about things, you know, relating to things I know about video production and other things. I don't know why the show looks like it does a lot of the time. There's so many great quality cameras for all sorts of prices on the market that could record in every codec you could possibly want nowadays. We are spoiled for choices, and I don't understand how it ended up looking like this unless they just drastically underpaid their colorists. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of. <laughs> they have a box of digital cameras they had to film it on from 2006. <laughs> they had some lighting and coloring decisions. That is a fact. Yeah. I, yeah. I just assumed they, they got the cheapest colorist they could. They basically got the LUT special. <laughs> you know, they didn't fine tune anything. They're like, just choose a LUT. that will crush all the blacks. Make the fucking color temperatures match and ship. It's 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 rough a lot of the times, you know, like when they throw TNT into a open manhole and there's a giant explosion. It's C4. But it was yeah. C4. Yeah. Which would have leveled that fucking Which, area. No, C4 explodes in a fireball, right? Yeah. 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 C4 explodes like a fucking fireball. Well, probably ignited the methane in the sewer. I just made that up, but it could be. Th thank you. You put more thought into it than the show did. But he's still right. That block would have been gone. <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah, that, that's... Uh... No, no, there's a steel manhole. I grow. That means everything's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the sewer system in fucking DC works. That could be fucking 80 feet deep. It could be like, it could be like the Toku set down there. <laughs> it's a rock quarry. <laughs> he drops it to the big O sewer. Ooh. Did anyone else have any closing comments before we get to our ending review segments with scores? The the guy that he's helping in the first episode, uh, I, I kept thinking he looked like Kyle Bosman. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, see like it. Kyle Bosman yeah. has the beard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't agree at all, but it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like, I, I can't, I can't help. I can't help the pattern recognition my brain picks up on. It can be based on nothing. There are some really bad actors in the first episode, especially the mob boss. Every line out of his mouth sounded unbelievable. Like every one shot actor is so fucking bad. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the astronauts act better than Edison does. Every single one, the one who took like a well, uh, like. Well, yeah, she, she's also very bad. She's. <laughs> possibly the worst actor in the show the only competition in my brain is uh al's uh widow 
where I'm just like, I don't. Mm. Yeah, I thought the excuse would have been, oh, it's an actress who stopped acting for 30 years and they're coming back. But no, it's just no. She's no, not we just good. we just, yeah. I don't know. Um, something bothered me in that space episode. Uh huh. The Russians were all asleep. Is that ever safe? To have oh, every single no. person on the ship asleep. That no, seems that incredibly was real bad. dumb. Yeah, I was like, that seems <laughs> incredibly stupid. Uh, then he flings himself through space and grabs onto the handle. All a very stupid series of events. It's kind of fun. But <laughs> then at the end, he is he lets go of the handlebar of the spaceship and just stands he, there. He was tethered. Did he tether himself? Yes. I did not see the okay. tethering himself scene. It's, I didn't notice that no, either. It, there wasn't a scene of him doing it, but he was tethered when he let go. Okay. I was okay, like, what great. the fuck are you... Okay, you're attached. When did that happen? Please show me shit like that. That's important, show. <laughs> yes. And then he, gets, he leaves out of the guy while he's still outside the Russian space station. <laughs> I'm sure he, you know, segued back into being in control of his body perfectly safely. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, see, I was too distracted by the Russian astronaut picking his head up into the window like he's a Muppet. Just something about the way he just looks out and goes, mm, and then like zooms off. I was like, this shot looks really funny. And I don't think, I don't know if that's intentional. There's just something about the acting here that's over the top. I think we can all agree for a quantum leap show, our main character's not fucking enough. Well, he's committed. Mm. You can argue that was a bad move, but he's committed. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it would have been way, way more awkward if they did it anyway. I mean, that <laughs> third episode seemed like that's where it was heading. It's just like, oh, well, he, he's got this girl. He's interested in this timeline. And then we have that one scene. And then somebody just cut that out of the rest of the script. It's like it, the one scene. That's it. it. Just wait. Just wait till episode five when she's like, Ben. I, Ziggy has calculated that this woman is so depressed she'll take her own life unless she gets some dick. And then Ben's like, "But, but I don't want to, I don't want to cheat on you." And she's like, "It's okay. It's someone else's penis." And he's like, "Wait, does that make me gay?" She's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> that would be so much better than the show <laughs> if it was just an episode long meltdown of some weird straight guy as he just goes, "But wait, no. <laughs> if I fuck someone else with someone else's penis." I'm confused. One moment. There is not, there is not a company brave enough to take that swing. Of course, Adult not. Swim would have done it. God, if only Adult Swim got the rights to Quantum Leap. Jeez. Does anyone else have any other anecdotes before we wrap? Okay. Well, guess we're gonna wrap things up. As I mentioned before, we're gonna each give a few sentences about how we felt about the show, and then a score, one to ten. And then we get the uh, total number and average out of that. And then uh, I hit stop and then the podcast ends. Ooh. At least that's the order we normally do it. And I, I wonder if I do that last step first, how that would. I'll have to try that sometime. Uh, anyways, we're going to go ahead and start with Dr. Agro. We, we've all said and heard a lot today about terrible actors and composition and editing and lighting and image quality. <laughs> <laughs> And all of that is absolutely true. And for all that, this is still, to me, an enjoyable TV-shaped experience. Do I need all the shots to be compelling? No. Do I need every blocking direction to make physical sense? <laughs> no. No, I don't. I just want to sit wrapped in a blanket in front of the TV and eat an entire spoonful of peanut butter. 
<laughs> while someone draws me a space map of how time travel works. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give this show a six because <laughs> it's it's not good, but it is delicious. <laughs> okay, next we're gonna go to Bob. I think this show is bearable. <laughs> I don't hate it. I also would never watch it unless forced to. <laughs> Oh, man, that statement's not going to come back to haunt anyone. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a four and hope that I don't have to do a part two of this show. <laughs> okay, and uh, Chris? Uh, I'm going to give this a five. It's it's a pure neutral. I line up pretty well with Chris. It is inert. I thought it would be absolutely toxic to the senses. There's a number of different ways this could have gone. That would have been absolutely miserable, but... It is just barely hammered down by its flaws to be just neutral. There's potential here. Maybe they'll figure it out eventually to make something that's describable as a good show. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay. And with that, that gives it a total of 20 points, giving it an average score of five. Oh, wow. There we go. We've done it. We've established the absolute middle tier show. <laughs> <laughs> that way, condescendingly in the future, we could go, why aren't you as good as Quantum Leap 2022? <laughs> I want to thank my co-host for taking this leap with me. Uh, I'll probably watch some normal Quantum Leap after this. Yeah, watch the boxing one. I'm going to go do that. And I thank you for watching or listening or experiencing or, or listening to the, the, the podcast devil, our new chainsaw man podcast. <laughs> yes. Twitter, twitter.com slash the podcast devil for all updates <laughs> and pictures of Mike Wazowski as Pochita. <laughs> <laughs> That's content value.